0: Previously on the Simply Human Podcast.
1: Well, well, honestly, first I did what we typically do, which is blame the patient and just assumed that they just were the problem. They weren't being compliant with recommendations. But when I stopped and listened to people, I realized a lot of people really were trying and they really had educated themselves and they really were trying to do what they'd been told to do and it just wasn't working. It's episode... It's episode 88 of the Simply Human Podcast with your hosts, Mark and Rick. Two human beings being human. Our goal is to help you understand how humans are designed to eat, sleep, move, and enjoy, and how you can start living more like a human today. On today's show, it is the return of John Smith. Fake name. Fake name. We talk about endurance training and an exciting announcement. Then it's another moderately funny edition of the Humans Being Human segment with yours truly and something that has never happened to you before, I swear, uh, <laughs> and we'll wrap up with our Simply a tip uh, wait, How are you, Rick? I'm
0: great. Uh, I got you again with the... Per- I feel like I am the master of the perfectly timed part noise.
1: Well, if you and don't...
0: I only do it like once every two or three months. I try to, like right as you're about... Yeah. Like the words are about to start out of your mouth and I just... Mm-hmm.
1: Well, and the part of that is and it
0: always derails. that it's people crazy. don't
1: hear is that there's like, you know, five, six seconds of just silence before yeah, I it's, start. Yeah,
0: when we start recording, we'll get on the line and we'll chat about some stuff, business things, and they are like, All right, are we ready to do this? Okay. So we are silence for five seconds so Mark can hear on there when to make, you know, start the, he starts recording and we have sec- silence so that he knows. We, when we to have make what? It almost sounded
1: like you said we have seh. What are we going to say? Seh.
0: No, no, it's not going to say that at all. Okay. But uh, it's – so I have to really perfectly time it, and I know exactly what Mark's going to say. It. By the way, uh, that last week's show, uh, I did accidentally say anal sex. What? I was uh, – or anally. I meant Which, to say annual big, physical.
1: Big difference there. And I there. It came
0: out sounding anal, and you're like, did you say anal? And I was like, anal physical? And I was like, no, Mark, did I not say anal physical?
1: But you oh, did. Well,
0: I totally did. Uh, it just came out all jumbled up when we were having a conversation with Dr. Tim Martin. So, you hmm. got me. I Very said, interesting. I said anal, physical. And I th- I was I was sure that was going to be the coming up, or the uh, and remember segment. Oh,
1: right. But- well, I, I guess I like forgot it was in there or something. So, well, okay. For crosstalk today, I have the humans being humans is going to be a story that you, it happened over a week ago that I still have yet to tell you about. Um, okay. But then for crosstalk, it's something that happened in the same evening. Um, we, Jen and I were going to a wedding and mm. we got lost. It was out in like East Texas, the, you know, Google maps and the, the map app, like the address that you put in, like from the wedding invitation, like was the, was like 20 miles Oh, oh, wrong! Yeah, so there were all these people that were supposed to be at the wedding, like gathered in this like field, basically in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> looking, the wedding? yeah. So I go into this, you know, the only place that was open in this small town was like the smoke shop. So I walk in there and like asking them, like, "Hey guys, where's this? Where's the 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 white sparrow barn thing that this wedding was at?" And so anyway, so the white sparrow, yeah, yeah, I don't know, I can't we seed barn, something barn. It's a big, beautiful event barn. So I we hope get it we, was beautiful. we finally Sounds get like a lot of trouble. Yeah we, yeah. we finally get to the barn and I get out of the car and let you know go around like the gentleman and let Jen out of the car. Well, there's like it, you know it's like a wedding this it was one of uh, my wife's students. So she's like a she just graduated from college. So all of the friends of this bride and groom are college age or just out of college age people so this group of girls gets out of one of the cars that i recognized from you know the 20 miles away field that was east way east of where we were and so i sort of shouted over to them across the parking lot were you guys way east too to these like four college girls and they looked at me like i just asked them some sort of nasa equation like like, hmm. is Venus and Jupiter on the, uh, is it the equinox tonight? Like, do you
2: know how to cure cancer?
1: Yeah, so that leads me to the question, I mean, it, this whole thing about knowing directions, I mean, is that something, I mean, I, th- I feel like you have a pretty good grasp on...
0: What do you mean, like, knowing directions, like, like northeast, southwest? Yeah, like... like. Oh, yeah, no w- one knows it anymore.
1: No. Yeah, when someone, like, tells me directions, I don't want them to tell me to turn left I want them to tell me to go east
0: because it's all relative to what direction right, you're facing.
1: Right. Right. Yes. Absolutely. So I, I I don't know. I just feel like the kids kids today have no idea. Like if you if I'm standing anywhere and someone asks me which way is north, I feel like I should I should know which way north is day or night. Yeah,
2: north.
0: it's not. I feel you know you're dead right. Uh, I have to know northeast southwest. You know, it's, you know, for my job, part of getting places and, you know, uh, he- getting specific locations. It's just east of this location. It's just north of this location. So maybe it's just me being kind of like a funny-duddy about it, but I'll give someone directions. This is a great example. So uh, on early, early Saturday morning or Sunday morning, we were going to a call at a hotel, uh, noise complaint, and we're going up or we're walking into the front door. And this was lady's it this, like, hey, was it this kind of
1: noise? No. It's
0: excessive snapping? I don't know. <laughs> what? What? Please explain. I don't... Continue. <laughs> Is that what it sounds like when you do it? Because I think you're doing it wrong. <laughs> if it's just one hand slapping the card. <laughs> oh, You're an idiot. Oh, so we're walking up, and uh, this lady's like, I'm sorry, officers, can I... We're from out of town. Obviously, they're at a hotel. Uh, I have a sick child. Can you help me find the closest, uh, you know, store, and it's like 4 o'clock in the morning, where I can get, you know, I don't remember what it was, something for a sick child. Well, there's a Walmart, but it's kind of a jaunt. They're kind of in a weird spot. They're right by the airport. So I'm like, okay, well, you need to, this road right here is, you know, 114. You need to go east on 114. And they're like, which way is east? And I'm like, okay, well, I'll give them a pass because they're not from out of town. They're They're not— you know local people so maybe you easily to get uh, turned around but I, I don't know how to tell them I'm like okay we'll turn left but then you're going to make another left which is by the way which is west because in case you get turned around and you don't know east and west are constants north and south are constants right. left and right it's all the which what way you're looking at it and people all the time at work will call in uh, you know, some complaint about a neighbor like noise or hey, there's a fight going on over there. And they'll be like, it's uh, one house to the left of one, two, three Main Street. And I'm like, OK, if, is that as is you're looking right. at the front, like stage door, right one, two, or stage street, left, street, or yeah. if you're inside one, two, three Main Street looking out to the street, which way? Because those can be that uh, like if, especially if you're going to something like a fight or something inside the house or a disturbance uh, you don't really don't want to mess around with like, oh, is this the house or what? So we'll ask the people, Hey, ask dispatch, Hey, ask them, uh, uh, if it's North or South of their location. And they'll almost always respond. Uh, they don't know North from yeah. South. They well, don't know. They just said like, it's left.
1: I'm trying to teach, you know, you try to teach your kids like left and right. And so uh, my oldest who's six. She's, she's pretty much got it. Well, she was looking at something, my left eye, there was something in my left eye and she was like, no, that's your right eye. And I was like, well, well, t- it's to me, it's my left eye. She was like, why? And then I'm just like, well, yeah. I don't know. Shut up. <laughs> I don't know how to explain it. Anyway.
0: Well, and that's uh, you know, from hockey man perspective, I play position of goalie, and so everything coming at me, like when you're talking about left wing, right wing, that's from the perspective of if you're looking at the goal, you're trying to score on. But for me, it's the backwards perspective. So the guy on the far right is actually the left wing.
1: I, th- I believe so. it's more of the rear. Your, yours is more of the rear end perspective, and I think that hmm. uh, I always, if I'm ever playing hockey against you, your five hole is just way weak. I always am going for your five hole.
0: Hmm. Do you know what that means?
1: Isn't it between your legs?
0: Yeah. Yes. Congratulations, you've got one hockey fact correct. <laughs> awesome. This has been Hockey Talk with Mark and Rick.
1: Well, I had I had something else, but I don't think we can squeeze it in, is what she said. And uh, so we're going to save it for next time. By the
0: way, very quickly, someone brought up to me the other day that you can't, that's what she said, something that you say yourself. Is that I, a rule? I
1: think that's a rule, which I just did.
0: Hmm. That is oh, I do it all the time. But
1: too. it's like you can't, you know... What is the rule? Like you have to be outside to call shotgun. I'm just like, screw that rule. I'm calling shotgun whenever I want, and I'm gonna take shotgun if I call it anywhere. Hmm. You can't. What was the on Dumb and Dumber? Like you can't.
0: You know, <laughs> Quitzies or, like, or something. sequence of you can't. Uh, <laughs> just put uh, that in the show. Uh, dang it. So uh, double, ta- double
1: talk. It. A, you can't double snap a something. I can't remember. Um, I, yeah. Okay, so we, had, we do have to mention before we get to our interview with John that in this interview we talk about the show coming out on August 7th. Well, it is not August 7th. It is July 28th. So we had to move some things around. Uh, Jonathan Baylor uh, is going gonna, is gonna to be on uh, the next show on August 7th. Then we've got yeah, some,
0: yeah When we record interviews ahead of time, yeah. you're kind of trying to play the future game, but sometimes it doesn't work out. So uh, Mark was very nervous about this. Like, But we say in the interview August 7th.
1: Like, it's all right. To,
0: yeah. I think you people will yeah. all figure it yeah. out when you listen to this. It's July 28th, and you're like, wait a minute. This isn't the 7th. Oh wait! I figured it, it, it out. And they it had turns in. And they had to reschedule.
1: The, all, everyone's reaction is the Chris Farley reaction when they tell him that he's had decaf instead of his regular caffeinated <laughs> coffee. But that <laughs> in the show
0: notes too. That's hilarious.
1: <laughs> and then uh, we've got, you know, like I said Jonathan Baylor, me, Jason or Carlton are coming back on. They've got a new book coming out. We're gonna have Jason Sye on. Uh, he's got a cool new book coming out as well, and and it'll probably be later. Uh, I feel like fall. we need to write a book. I know. Uh Kate Galliet is coming back on. Michael Ruscio. Uh, we've got a lot of cool stuff uh coming up. So So yay, good yeah, for you. So yay. And then I'm gonna make sure I put that in the show notes. Um all right. So let us get to our interview with John. Go to our website, simply dot com. I've sold a lot of shirts. Uh, the last couple of weeks, slash shop We have black shirts There's a shirts. thing such
0: as men's shirts and women's shirts, by the way. Yeah, there's some lady. Yes. Uh, some it was like your men's shirts make me look like a box when right. they hang off my. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I was like, what? That's a thing. Yeah. Men's shirts and women's t-shirts.
1: And so when Jen, you know, Jen has sold about nine times more t-shirts than I have, and she has like the V-neck, like women's cut, and then like a tank, like a razor tank, like a women's. Shirt. Um, oh. I will say I am working with our t-shirt person on getting Simply Human hats and Simply Human shorts, like actual shorts.
0: Are they <laughs> Speedos they with are Simply Human on the back?
1: Simply Human cargo shorts. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Remind me, I have to send you a picture of what I feel like uh, these Simply shorts human. are going to look like. And you okay. Put on the website.
1: All right, so that that's all there on the website. Uh, the, the Primal Professional, they have we have a link on, on our website. Go there, check them out. I, I had someone send me some other dress shoes that were primal looking, but they didn't have the fake heel. They just they primal just, looking. What is that? Well, not primal looking. Primal feeling. Like there's a, oh. it's a, zero, a zero drop shoe, but it didn't have the heel cut into it. So to me, I know as like a professional that those kind of <laughs> that, 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 that's why. Hey, that's why. That's I, rich. That's that why is I, right there. That's rich. That's, well, that's why I said it like that. <laughs> Oh, okay. well, if, if the dress shoe doesn't have a heel and it's just a flat all they cost to me that doesn't look as good as the heel yeah
0: it kind of looks it looks weird like a slipper so yeah. so to, today I always wear Tom
1: yeah so today the Primal Professional is still the only zero drop dress shoe with a false heel so um got to mention we have the uh, the coupon code for the nutrients, multivitamin, and the skinny fat. And that's all on the website, uh, Facebook page, YouTube channel. We're up uh, like at 1,600 likes or something, which is great. Uh,
0: 1,645. I literally just yeah, looked cool. at it, like two seconds.
1: So uh, I, I've been recently on um, the uh, Joseph it podcast a couple of times. And I just uh, released another article on Everyday Paleo, Sarah's website, Sripagos' website. So we'll link to all that in the show notes. Um, Follow me on Twitter and Instagram at SimplyHuman52 Email the show at uh, SimplyHumanLifestyle at gmail.com or SimplyHumanRick at gmail.com Without further ado let's get to our interview with John Smith Big name Big name We talked to John about not knowing anything
0: Oh, okay. Well, that's a great
1: interview. And there it is. That's all. <laughs> uh, a brand new podcast, Enduring Normal, Training uh, uh, training for Marathon Without Overtraining, Establishing Your VDOT, hmm, uh, Stop it. Googling Jack Daniels VDOT, a, a Failed That's What She Said Joke, and Maffetone Training.
0: That's our traditional greeting, by the way. <laughs> that's fart noises.
1: Very nice. I saw that
0: John was already on the call, so I was like, well, I'll spare John uh, just farting noises, but Mark, uh, Mark's not gonna spare
1: you. Hey, um, so person on the line with us, uh, will you please state your name?
2: My real name or my pseudonym that I've been using for the last forty some odd years. The pseudonym,
1: let's be- the pseudonym first.
2: It would be the same thing, John Smith. Uh, fake, name. fake name, fake name. That's a fake name. Fake name. <laughs> you know what? A uh, name, all a name is, is a social
0: construct. It's just whatever you label yourself as. So, John, if you, tomorrow you want to start calling yourself
2: Square. Hi, my name's Square. Well, yeah, I'm. Fl- I'm flying on Sunday night. Let me tell that to TSA.
0: Oh, <laughs> uh, you can call me Square, Mr.
2: TSA agent. Step out of line.
1: Let me get my rubber glove on. I would probably pick something like. Uh,
0: hmm, I'm interested to hear this.
1: Toot pants, or something. Hmm. That, yeah. Then I'll- yeah.
0: Okay. Back, back to the drawing board with that joke.
2: <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs>
1: All right, well, I'm going to go to the bathroom now and let you guys talk. Uh so in in 30 minutes when I'm done, I will come back and we'll wrap this up.
0: Awesome. John, thank you so much for your time. John Smith here. He is a uh I don't know, introduce yourself for those of you who maybe don't know who you are.
2: Yeah, so uh so my name is John Smith. I'm just a I'm just a guy.
1: I'm just a caveman.
2: <laughs> I'm just a man. I'm not a bishop. I'm just a man. So uh, <laughs> There is no God. Um, <laughs> <laughs> my name is Fred. I'm a man just like you. Uh, no, so so I'm, I'm just a guy. I'm a family guy. I, I, I live in New Orleans. Um, I used to be a really really fat guy. Uh, I used to be a really healthy kid. Talks slower. And, be- and I became a fat man. And then I got healthy again. I started doing Ironman triathlons and and all sorts of stuff. And, and now I'm actually training for my fourth one. Uh, that I'm doing here in eleven weeks from yesterday in uh, Louisville, Kentucky. Mm. And um, along the way, I became a self uh, a, a, a self experimenting pincushion for virtually everything that you could do to try and get healthy, you know, get fit, uh, get in shape, uh, eating, drinking, uh, everything. And throughout that process, I started and stopped a number of podcasts, um, probably the most popular one being Fit Fat Fast, which was kind of careening wildly out of control. But in uh, the nature of the podcast was how to in- introduce fat adaptation via your diet uh, in a metabolically efficient manner to, uh, to endurance training. And I went and got a certification in uh, as a metabolic efficiency training specialist by Bob Sibehar, and I realized what I was doing with this podcast was I was doling out de facto medical advice, and it actually it actually kind of freaked me out a little bit because uh, here it is in many ways I'm still an experiment of one and and trying to figure all this out, and I was taking on coaching clients that I was actually giving um, I was giving people who had had gastric bypass surgery and were still having trouble with metabolic efficiency, I'm giving them, them advice uh, with, with, with good effects, right? Um, people with candida, I mean, all, all sorts of people were coming to me, and it made me realize just how many more questions there are than answers out there. And you know, they, the, the saying that you know you've learned something when you realize you don't know a damn thing, uh, that's the moment. And, and so I think I learned enough to know that I didn't know a damn thing. So I kind of backed away from, from that, but actually as it, uh, as it happens, and I know this is way off the question you asked when I finish this recording here, I am going to record episode number one of my brand new podcast and I am, uh, it will be, it will be online. By the time this episode airs, so we'd, what's we'd it going to be called? Yes,
1: please plug
2: it. So there is a new podcast. Um, I, I, I didn't want to rekindle anything that I'd done before: Garden Variety Triathlon, or Fit Fat Fast, or any of the other ones that I've
1: done. Quick side note: Garden Variety Triathlon was the very first podcast I ever listened to. Just
0: great story, Mark. Let's not interrupt. It yeah,
2: it's a very good it story. I big thought. important announcement. Yeah, it was. Here. It wasn't yes. important to you. <laughs> so the the name that I have settled on is Enduring Normal, and what enduring it is, Enduring Normal, okay. Enduring okay. Normal. I, so I it is an doing. endurance podcast for normal people, and what that sound it may sound stupid, and it may sound kind of well. That's it doesn't really roll off the tongue, but what it's going to be is I mean, you, you guys have uh, have this section of the. of of the the podcast you know world for normal people uh uh, nail but there's not anything i think out there so specific to endurance sports and so basically what it's going to be is like the old garden variety triathlon podcast but without the plant-based without the vegan slant and it's just going to be for people that just want to be a normal person and live a normal life but still do endurance sports and cut through all the bs and through all the nonsense and and uh, and it'll you will it'll flush itself out. You'll see. It's going to be really interesting. I'm very excited about the concepts. I have the first 20 or so episodes planned, and uh, I'm already wow. starting to do some uh, some pre-recording. It's it'll be fun. It'll be good. That's
0: awesome. I'm really looking forward to that because you're right. Like uh, there are a large segment of the population that just want to do uh, a marathon or a half triathlon or a half Ironman or something like right. that but they don't want it to take over their lives and they're not looking to qualify for Boston or qualify for the Olympics. They want to wedge and this is, was my story. They want to wedge this into the very tiny crevice that they have in yep. their in their regular life. And they don't yeah, want it to and, take over and they don't want to become obsessed.
2: And, and you know, and it's it's such a loud cacophony of of voices out there. Good and word. there's so, there's a lot of good information, but there's not anybody like like for instance, and I'm a big fan of the Ben Greenfield Fitness podcast. But I'm a big fan of about 15% of it, right? The, yeah. other 80, the other 85%, I'm like, what in the holy hell are you talking about? Like, like, I don't have time to sit and decipher through all this stuff that, that these people go through and, uh, and have to figure out what pertains to me. And the, the, the other thing, and this is a term that people use a lot, and, and I'll, it's, it sounds like a disparaging term, but I don't use it as one. But there's so much bro science out there. And yes. Oh,
0: Oh, we were both simultaneously agreeing with him when we lost him. Yeah.
2: Uh, no, I'm back. Okay. Okay, good. Forgot to
0: touch
2: yeah, the so, wires um, together. Yeah. So I'm not sure where I dropped off, but like you were talking about, were talking about there. there's
0: so much bro science out there. Yeah. frustrating. And
2: one of the things that I'm going to talk about in my, in my new show is like, you kind of have to have, have a, 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 sci- a peer reviewed scientific study for me to talk about the science of it. I'm not just, you know, you, you, you look at even you even go on Facebook and you look at the and I'm, I'm way off topic here Rick I'm new no, I'm sorry but no, you, go on, talk. you go you go on Facebook and like you've got the you got the science babe and you've got all these all these empirical scientific groups that are making fun of the GMO hacks and then the the, the natural food people are talking about the the, the the science people being shills and like you just want to scream like enough just stop like can I can I eat the freaking corn or not you know good point should should i should i run fast or not you know and uh and and so what i want to do is i want to cut through all the bs and all that and you know uh, i was listening to something with sam harris i don't know if you ever listened to sam harris the guy's kind of guy's kind of intense so you you need to be in a mood to listen to him but a lot of he was talking about meditation and he was talking about how easy it is to to teach meditation but how hard it is to do it and you, you can equate the same thing of this meditation to health and fitness. It's very easy to teach health and fitness, but it's very hard to, to, to apply it. Because if you think about it, he used the analogy of a tightrope. If I was going to teach you to, talk, uh, to walk a tightrope, I would tell you to string a, a, a tightrope between two posts, to step up onto the rope, to put one foot in front of the other, uh, repeat, and don't fall over. You know, those are the instructions. Right. Now just go follow them.
1: Easy peasy, Japanesey. I think. Right, exactly.
2: Yeah. And so, oh, and so, there's shocking. so many people that try and follow all this stuff. Like, oh my god, I just finished an Ironman. Should I do CrossFit? I just, you know, I, I, I threw my back out doing CrossFit because somebody that took a weekend seminar in a mall parking lot is trying to get me to do an AMRAP <laughs> of, you know, of of of. Deadlifts overhead- and overhead clean and jerks, and followed o- by a 500 yard run and you know 20 kettlebell muscle, kettlebells muscle swings.
1: ups and overhead so, squats. Yeah,
2: exactly. And so, you know, let, let me let me let me go from nothing to highly technical Olympic lifts with somebody yelling at me to go, 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 go. You know, maybe you know, maybe I don't need that, and, and maybe you know, the all this, this nonsense with um, with uh. All the diet stuff and fitness and health, and blah, blah, blah. it's just anyway. So, I, I want to cut through the noise and cut through the chatter, and you know, a, a, and a lot of it is kind of the way you guys do it. Um, but just with me being a specific slant towards endurance sports.
0: Well, I can tell you, I uh, will be a listener because that's one of the things that I enjoy the most about you is that your normal person experience with this. I don't know if you're following this Iron Cowboy guy that's like uh, on Facebook or whatever, who's doing. 50 Ironman triathlons in 50 states in 50 days. How's he doing consecutively? Uh, well, he's not dead, which is real surprising to me. He's like 42 states in, but uh, that's not normal. Okay, I can look at that guy and be like, that's pretty amazing feat, but uh, that's not normal for the rest of us, and that's that's why we like to talk to you so much. So that's well, why. Rick, I, what, what? I, he ahead.
1: he's uh, raising awareness for childhood obesity.
0: Oh my God, that's that's a thing. <laughs> I am oh, aware.
1: You were already aware okay. of that. Okay, no, All right, guys. Okay. By the
0: way, uh, awareness done. Uh, <laughs> we can stop running. So <laughs> okay. The reason John specifically we're bringing on here. The last time that John uh, was here as a guest, I was seeking advice on strategy for running a marathon, strategy yep. for fueling stuff like that. And I ran my marathon, and I had a great time. Uh, I I say I had a great time. I had a great experience. (laughs) My time in which I completed the event was not good, and I wasn't necessarily pleased with that.
1: Uh, Good is a relative term.
0: Yeah, good is a relative term. So my question to you is this, uh, and this specifically is what I'm having you on for. What should I be doing in my, I guess you'd call it off-season or whatever like the next marathon I've got in mind that I may, might want to try to do if I can work it into my schedule, may not work, may, may work, whatever, is in late February around here. Now what uh, what should I be doing between now and then to make me a better runner in so, general?
2: So one of the things we talked about last time, and we, we didn't get a chance to talk about it a whole lot, is y- you have this this philosophy for long-distance endurance sport that's put out there by Phil Apatone, and it talks about that what you need to do is you need to be training the cardiovascular system of your body uh and and you you, you determine your cardiovascular rate by following a formula that is and it, it's a lot of people a lot of folks know this you know 180 minus your age if you're a couch potato you subtract three to five beats if you are fit you can add three to five beats to that and that's a pretty good measure to follow if you were to go onto a treadmill in a laboratory and measure it you're probably going to find that you are pretty close to that anyway you can nudge that number up a little bit with diet with fat adaptation but then you can run into a whole host of other problems there if you if you carry uh, yourself too far over the edge as most endurance athletes are want to do but and it's a good method of training but what it does and this is uh, you know Thankfully, I'm not the one that's going to get the email from this. But it's not – Maffetone training is not the end-all, be-all of training. And, and on shows that I've had before, I've interviewed Dr. Maffetone a number of times. I had had a chance once to interview Mark Allen, a six-time Ironman world champion, whose career was turned around by following Dr. Maffetone. I had a chance to interview Mike Pig, um, another – exactly, uh, another like an old school – like he was – he was going to be one of the greatest and, and was one of the greatest athletes in the world, but for this terrible stomach bug that he got that he never recovered from. Oh my God. Um, he was, uh, you yeah, know, make your noise now. Yeah, Mark. <laughs> um, <laughs> anyway, um, <laughs> he's, he was a disciple, if you want to call it, of Dr. Maffetone. But the thing that I never was able to reconcile was that if you want to run faster, you've got to be a, or if you want to be a faster runner, you, got to run faster at some point strength has to come into play at some point uh you have to exert the body and that's and, and i would ask these questions and they would all um mark allen uh phil maffetone you know i, I didn't ask pig but i mean i've, I've asked other maffetone trained people and, and other maffetone coaches you know, where does, where does speed work come into this? Where does, you know, where does running faster come into this? You know, how, it's got to be a component. And that topic always kind of got danced around and never, never answered completely. So one of the things that I've been doing on this training cycle for Ironman Louisville coming up uh, here in, in October is I've been following the Jack Daniels method of running. Hey, oh, You too. I <laughs> in my garage, couldn't say it fast enough. Yeah. Mr. Whiskey. Um, no, Jack Daniels the running coach, not the uh, the maker of subpar Tennessee whiskey. Yeah, I'm
1: more of a George Dickel man myself. But I've uh, uh, anyway, heard but, that about you. Yeah. Oh. Well, <laughs> hey, hey now. <laughs> anyway, anyway
2: um, no, the the bourbon purist in me does not like to uh, to talk about Jack Daniels of whiskey. But so so this is a formula that talks about uh, about establishing what's called your V dot, or it, it works off of your VO two max.
1: Okay. And How do you there, spell it, like if I'm putting that in the show notes? V dot. Is it just V-d-o-t? V dash dot just one V D O T. All caps. Okay. Yeah,
2: and the a uh, Google's a search of the Google's for Jack Daniels <laughs> V dot uh, comes up with any number of of, of articles. And so what you do is you go out with this with this V to determine your V dot is you go out and you run a distance. Uh, 5K is a good distance. Uh, 10K, maybe not quite so much. You know, 5K seems to be a good distance because it's enough of a distance to exert you but still have a little bit of endurance in there. Um, technically, anything over four minutes is an endurance event. oh Hello. Come on, guys. There, there we go. Okay. I All set right. it up for you. Oh, I thought you – I thought we lost you. Oh. Technically, anything over four minutes is an endurance event. Uh, yeah. Oh,
0: I got you. It's a sex joke.
2: That's uh. what she said. <laughs> Come on.
0: Oh, oh, oh my God. I said four minutes, we, and I'm like, four minutes? I'm yeah. not Sting. Yeah. I'm not going tantric over here.
1: <laughs> I was, yeah. <laughs> if you said anything longer than 15 seconds is an endurance, then I'm, then I'm thinking that's, that's what she
2: technically said. Technically, anything athletically over four minutes is an endurance <laughs> event. So then... Uh, <laughs> So then, by extension, five k would be would be fine. And what you would do is you would go in, you would plug into this calculator what your time at that distance was, and it gives you what's called your v dot. And you're and trying to run
0: it as fast as you can,
2: as fast as you can, uh, and still maintain good form. Like when I I, I just ran a, a v dot test this past Thursday, uh, I ran a five k, and my goal was to negative split every mile, and I did that. And I also, when I finished, I was done. I was spent.
0: Explain that for people: the negative split each mile.
2: So if you if so, let's say you're running three miles, you run each mile consecutively faster, or you run the second half uh, harder than your than 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 the first half. Like sometimes, just like this afternoon, I have to run 40 minutes, and I'm gonna uh, negative split. So I'm gonna run 23 minutes out, or 22 or 23 minutes out, and see if I can run back to the start within 40 minutes so that's you know that would be a negative split there we go okay and so like what you don't want is you don't want to go and run your first mile in five minutes and then you walk your next two in 15 minutes and there you you know there you have a 35 minute 5k that doesn't you know that doesn't give you the good uh the good vo2 max uh ratio that you're looking for for this v dot so what you do is you establish this v dot and then there's a corresponding chart that gives you your paces and it gives you your paces for marathon training pace, for interval pace, for one mile pace. And then you can establish a training plan around that. And there, there's, you know, again, uh, Jack Daniels, has he's started writing about this in the 60s and 70s. So it's been around for a while. And what I have found is that being very aware of the principles of Maffetone training, <clears throat> that is to say that once you cross over that aerobic threshold that you are in anaerobic uh, body composition burning fuel burning <clears throat> energy metabolism for the balance of that workout no matter if you go back uh, if if you if you go above aerobic for more than 4 minutes then you're out forever um, so that way everything i do has a mafatone or a maf warm up maximal aerobic function warm up And then I will get into my Jack Daniels prescribed uh, uh, training. Um, A couple of years ago, I followed uh, Team Endurance Nations training plan for Ironman Louisville, and and they they base a lot of their running off of V dot. So a lot of what I'm doing is similar to that. And and again, it's nothing like there's no there's no such thing as a magic formula for any of this. It's just it's just experimenting around to see what works best for you. I've tried an all-out, intense pace-only based training, and I've blown up in a race before. I've tried in uh, for for um, Ironman, uh, which one was it? Wisconsin in 2013. I did primarily a math-based run training for my for my marathon, and I had a great marathon. But I just didn't have I didn't quite have that power that I wanted to have, and I was a little slower on that marathon than I wanted to be. And so I'm halfway through my training cycle, following this Jack Daniels method this time around. This kind of hybrid method, and my run splits are getting better. My my, my paces are getting faster, uh, and and it's really it's really uh, something good. So what I would tell you that if you if you're in your off season, um, it's the first thing you would want to do is establish a baseline. Go pick a five k course. Go pick a flat fast loop or something that doesn't have a lot of like you're not like you're running through a neighborhood and you have to stop at a bunch of red lights and that kind of stuff like go to a park yeah. or, you know go to a place where it's not terribly hilly and you don't have you know many natural barriers to stopping you in this run and you establish and you see how how fast you can run that three miles or that 5k at that established time and let that be your your base, and then every four weeks or so, you retest to see how your V dot is increasing. And in the interim, you run a couple of times a week, you know, three or four t- times a week. If, if, if running is your thing that mm-hmm. you want to do, if triathlon is your thing, you would want to do you would want to structure it a little differently. But in your case, you want to run a marathon. I don't own any
0: Speedos, so-, so I can't do a triathlon.
1: You don't need a speedo, Rick. Smarty. Shut pies.
2: up, Mark. Sorry. be like my like my friend trey back in the old days in like 99 2000 when we were first getting into the sport and like there was like you didn't know like there was so much crap to buy like 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 there wasn't all it it wasn't a a finely manicured sport like it is right now and my friend trey finds this yellow speedo with a a yellow padded speedo he's figured like you know like a bike pad uh, in the seat (laughs) and so he's wearing it and he gets out of the race uh, the water in a race and his brother-in-law says, "Tray, I don't think that's a padded speedo. I think you're wearing a woman's bikini bottom on backwards." <laughs> oh <No, laughs> my gosh!
1: He's got like a tampon like flopping out of his uh, speedo. Exactly,
2: yeah.
0: Stop it right now, Mark Rogers. Yeah, it looks <laughs> like
2: <laughs> like Gabe Kaplan in a scissor lock, you know?
0: <laughs> well, that was my experience training for this marathon. Is it, it was math so, math entirely training, and my impression of you know, the the reading that I had read up into it is if you, you know, do these long, uh, you know, slower intensity runs and stuff like that, then over time your pace gets lower and lower and lower and lower or better no, and better no, no, and better I should it say. Does, and
2: you get it, faster. See, and that's the thing. And that's that's the thing that I can't reconcile. Well it didn't for me for, it didn't for me my,
0: my pace p- my pace from when I started training to when I ended training was almost
2: exactly the same. And I didn't miss a training run. Or however long it was, four months. likely became incredibly more efficient at running at that pace. Right. But for me, unless I stress my body and unless I push myself – now, here's the thing. You push yourself in very small doses. Like my – right now, my training run, my my speed run is 15-minute warm-up at a very – at a zone one pace, at a very slow pace. And then I will run two or three by one mile at a zone four or zone five pace, which is for me is a, is a pace slightly faster than my five K pace mm-hmm. with a two or three minute walk break in between those miles. So I'm not, I'm not really stressing myself out cause I'm training my body to go efficient for long distances. And so I'm not out running, you know, like there's the, um, the Bart Yasso method where it says that if you can run, uh, ten, it's either ten or twelve by eight hundreds at your marathon pace. Then you're fit and ready for a marathon. That's an intense workout. That's a lot of. That's a lot of work, and and I don't know that that for me. I mean, I'm I'm six feet tall, 197 pounds. For me and my frame, that I don't need. I don't. My body doesn't like that much intense speed work. But what I'm doing now seems to be working really well. And, and you know, it's it's such a cliche that. Well, what works best for you works. Well, yeah, and that's you, you kind of have to sort through all the, the the piles of stuff to figure out what it is that does work for you. But for me, being very careful to not to, to have a good slow uh, warm up and then have your workout is what work, works best for me. And okay. uh, and 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 so you know, you, you talk like you listen to somebody like Brian McKenzie, who I think has a really good and a really unique take on uh, on on endurance training um with his crossfit endurance um I, I i tried it out it didn't work for me but his his take is that people don't get tired in a marathon because they run out of breath they get tired because their musculature breaks down because they don't they, they do two things they, they don't do any strength training and they run with crappy form and so when you are in your off season running with learning to run with good form is really really important you know picking your knees up when you run leading with the midfoot or the the forefoot of, of, of a strike instead of a heel strike heel strike is kind of a lazy foot strike and yeah. it's very easy once you once you get fatigued to start heel striking and it's very hard it can it can shoot your heart rate up it can make you out of breath to do to do that high knee to pick your knee up, but that's what ultimately gets you more efficiency. You know, if you can kind of go on a YouTube and look at some some chi running or some even pose running uh, videos, and, and just do some of those drills. Not to say that you have to become a chi running disciple in order to run a marathon, but some of those up and over drills and some of those high knee drills, and those are those are good drills to run at the beginning of a training cycle or or, or in the off season. Um, things like multi-joint exercises that aren't terrible. I know I was kind of riffing on CrossFit a little bit, but multi-joint exercises like kettlebell swings. I mean, I, I have a kettlebell session three times a week and it's only 50 swings per session.
1: Well, and kettlebell swings were a thing before CrossFit. You know what I mean? Like it's like right. saying, oh, you're eating a steak. You you must be paleo. Like, no, I'm eating a steak because it's hu- what humans are supposed to eat. Paleo, like that label came after. So I see right. what you're saying. Like just because yeah. you're doing squats doesn't mean like, oh, you're
2: a CrossFit dude. Right, exactly. But but multi-joint exercises that especially engage your abdomen, your your, your glutes, your hips, um so I'll do a session three times a week where I have I'll do box jumps, I'll do kettlebells and I'll do very slow controlled burpees because I like that I like that 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 multi joint that spring a lot of it is body weight and I'll do a very, very controlled box jump where I'll do the jump up and I step down because I'm you know you can really injure yourself again if you're trying to do go 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 crossfit jump go ha ha you know it's been, and, and look, and, and I don't mean to paint CrossFit all with one brush. I had a really bad experience with one gym, or should I call it box, um, here in, in New Orleans with some really uh, poorly trained trainers, and I saw a bunch of people get injured in a short amount of time, so uh, I basically built a little bit of a CrossFit-type gym in my backyard with kettlebells and box jumps and that kind of thing. That's
0: crazy because Mark does all his lifts uh, with no shirt on in his uh, parent-in-law's uh,
2: driveway. All the neighbors can see him doing deadlifts with no shirt on.
1: incorrect. That happened one time.
2: <laughs> does, does he do the slow curl with his bicep? Excuse me, is the library
1: over there? <laughs> do you know where the weight room is? I was in the middle of nowhere, Rick. I was in the middle of nowhere. No one could see me. <laughs> so, John, if I may basically as
2: opposed to summarize... you Rick, who, As opposed to you, Rick, who does the workout in your driveway with the sun's out, guns out tank top. Oh, yeah. Tank top? What are you talking about, tank top?
1: He rips you it know? off like Hulk Hogan.
0: Yeah, I take my, <laughs> Hulk Hogan my tank top off. <laughs> so if I may summarize, basically, what I should be doing in the offseason, if that's what you want to call it. That sounds very lame of me to say, this is my marathon offseason. Like I'm, you know, super marathon man. Like I'm Zach Bitter or whatever. But I need to be doing strength training, focusing on uh, core.
2: No, no, and- no, no, let, me, let me be very clear when I say strength okay. training um i don't mean you, strength training means a lot of things to a lot of different people what i mean is is strength training in as much as it is more movement training that where where you 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 learn the the interconnectivity and and i i i'm no expert i'm still learning this the interconnectivity between your hips your back your abdomen your uh your shoulders your 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 thighs and your hamstrings that that's that's what you know strengthening that that's what i'm talking about
0: okay i got you so Strength Strengthening those areas to put more muscle on my frame, because in the end, when you're moving for whatever your marathon target is, I think mine is going to be about four and a half hours. I think that would be a very realistic goal. Uh, I have to be able to be able to move for four and a half hours. And you're right. Yep. When you're done with a marathon, I mean, I'm sure like the super high end guys are maybe out of breath. I wasn't out of breath. My muscles were freaking tired. Yep. So I need to strengthen my muscles to allow me to go uh, that for, that much faster distance, and I need to be incorporating some kind of speed work that's not just marathon, you know, long, slow, oh, look at the flowers kind of runs. I need to be mixing in, uh, taxing my body more physically to that will, in the end, drive my heart rate down, which allows me to run at my math number uh, at a faster pace. Is that correct?
2: Correct. Okay. There we go. That that, that is is a correct summary of what I've told you. Cool. Whether whether or not that's actually correct.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that's what I said. Whether or not, yeah, it holds any water is uh, debatable. But, John, we are right at 30 minutes. And uh, so let's, uh, we just, that was actually a pretty good sort of wrap up summary, as we just said, of what you said. Uh, Is there anything else that you wanted to get across? Tell us, uh, will there be a website for the podcast? When will it be out? I mean, this this show is going up. supposed to be on august 7th so give us the uh, where everybody can find you right now
2: well i am i am hoping uh the website is being built right now and i am leaving to go on a vacation on august 8th and i'm hoping to have it live before then but if you just go into itunes and uh and 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 search for enduring normal um uh, hopefully it'll be up by then but uh, it should be around right around the same time
0: is it just you john are you doing it
1: with somebody else
2: uh it is. It is primarily just me, but I will have uh, guest co-hosts from time to time. Awesome.
1: Can, can we come on vacation with you?
2: Sure. You want to drive? Your my last kids?
0: trip to your last trip to Barcelona looked freaking
2: awesome. Yeah, I'm. I'm driving my kids eight hours in a car to St. Augustine Beach, Florida. So you're more than welcome to come and yell at my kids with me for eight hours
1: <laughs> Mr. John Smith are we there yet are we there yet
0: <laughs> are we John there Smith. yet
2: I have to make a pee. pee. <laughs>
0: <laughs> awesome John Smith thank you so much for your time uh, and helping me uh, you know providing me free coaching <laughs> for yeah. what you should clearly be charging you me money
2: for good enough hey guys it's always it's always fun to be on your show love your show
1: right, it's been a pleasure John alright bye guys You're listening to the Simply Human Podcast. All right. Thank you, John. And you can find John at john.com. No, Uh, you cannot. No, don't go there. Um, I feel
0: like if you go to that specifically, you are probably in for some trouble. (laughs) Awesome. Do not do
1: that on a work computer. And I will link to John's, uh, well, maybe I'll ask him. He might, I think the podcast may be up, but when it is up, we'll link to it. I think he said...
0: Uh, we did the interview a few days ago, and I can't remember exactly, but I think he said that the podcast will be up on the same day. This uh, on August seventh, right? Didn't, so didn't he
1: that? I will link. I will. We'll we'll put it up on our Facebook page when it when it goes live. Yeah, because um, we love John, yes, and you know, and back and
0: will. forth, It goes it goes both ways with him.
1: All right, it is now time for the humans being human segment. um <laughs>
0: Okay. Much better than the other noise that oh, you sometimes make.
1: Oh, I'm, glad, I'm glad you liked it. Okay. Yes. So I mentioned in crosstalk about uh, a wedding that we went to. Oh, wait. This wasn't the same event. I mentioned that this was the same event. This is not even close to the same event.
0: Well, if you're really starting off on a great
1: foot. <laughs> I lied. So we went to that <laughs> wedding on Saturday. I drove our truck home from Arlington to Abilene on Sunday morning and my whole family stayed in Arlington with my parents all week while I, I had to be back in Abilene for some for some things that I had to do, work okay. and some other stuff. So on the way home, I just I got in the truck by myself, no car seats, no uh, DVDs. Going, it was just me, right? Which right. is which is unusual yeah. for like a for, for me going from my parents' house to my house. Usually, everyone's with me. Yeah, yeah. So I I uh, I got up on the highway. I'm listening to podcasts. I was listening to a Freakonomics uh, podcast, and they had Dan Pardee on. Yes. And so uh I'm...
0: Uh, guest of the show yes at point, dan uh, party.
1: simply humans own can we say that or is that yeah, that's right yeah yeah we yeah. can say no yeah, dan simply party is a simply human okay well i was gonna say that because that's like what you know uh, tickets own it's kind of like we're ripping that off no one knows but. what you're talking about well okay so we can say simply humans own um but uh, anyway so i'm like freaking out i called dan and we're like i was like man that was great you know i left him a voicemail like telling him He also him, like, got
0: mentioned in an article on espn.com like, yeah. a month or two ago about sleep and athletes so yes. he's blowing up
1: yeah so so i'm like i'm distracted rick that's the point okay? okay i look down about an hour past a city called weatherford and when you get past weatherford you are like there's like nothing until you get to Abilene oh my, for like an, for like an hour and a half there's like nothing yeah. and i look until down you get to
0: ranger hill there
1: you go i look down just before ranger hill uh about twenty minutes for Ranger Hill, and I so you're
0: like around Thurber
1: Thurber Mingus, yep, yeah ghost town so ghost town of Thurber, <laughs> and I look down and my gaslight is on you idiot, and I have no good luck out there, and I have no idea how long it's been on <laughs> I don't know if it's been on for i I don't know if I look down because it came on and it and it attracted my attention or if it's been on since arlington i have no idea how long it's been on huh. so and and i'm and i'm like there's okay if I, there's no there's nothing for me to turn around and go back to that's not closer than just yeah, urging you're screwed right there <laughs> so and I, i'm like this yeah. is this is not gonna happen so I, it, it kind of fell into the seinfeld you know the when kramer and the car guy are like you know they want to see how far they can go on on empty and like you remember yeah. that one yeah so yes, it's that it's that feeling so there's a so I'm going to tell the rest of the story, and then there's a couple of things that we need to break down. So I'm uh, I'm going along, and I go up Ranger Hill very slowly, right? It's For a people very who steep hill. Not
0: from Texas or West Texas. It's uh, a really, really, really steep hill that's like, what is it? Probably like an hour from Abilene? Not yeah, quite an you, hour, right? Yeah,
1: you know, just under an hour, yeah.
0: Okay, and so it's just really, if you're going from uh, like uh, east to west, Dallas to Abilene, it's this really, well, I guess it's steep. Either way, yeah. you go up this really super crazy steep hill, and it's on this like visibility sucks, and you can't see around the corner. And uh, there's always trucks it can, it,
1: going like ten miles an hour up. Yeah, this because hill. it's
0: hard. It's so steep. It's hard to keep your acceleration. Literally, I used to leading up to Ranger Hill, I would gas it to get to like eighty-five, so that by the time I got to the top of Ranger Hill with my foot on the pedal, I would be going like fifty-five or yeah. sixty.
1: In the blue flame. No. Did you ever take did Blue Flame ever go up Ranger Hill?
0: No. Okay. That was uh, my first it. truck was a we called it the Blue Flame and it was a real real beat up piece of garbage.
1: Blue flame is also what you call if you lay down on the ground, put your legs up over your head and light. Stop a fart Just stop. That's called Just blue stop. Flame. Okay. Go back to your story. So I make it up Ranger Hill and you know, there's a Love's country store and gas station about stop, yeah. about three miles past Ranger, four or five miles past Ranger Hill. So I'm up Ranger Hill and I'm, right. I'm and I'm thinking I'm I'm good. I, I got this. I still, you know, I kind of have the the anxiety, but I'm thinking, ah, no no problem, no sweat. I, well, I got and this. at
0: three or four miles, you're like, okay, yeah. if something does happen, that's not, you know, you don't want to yeah. walk three miles, especially in West Texas in the summertime. Yeah. But it's about
1: yeah, it's about a yeah, it hundred degrees uh, at this <sighs> time, and so hundred
0: degrees was it the middle of the night?
1: Yeah. <laughs> so I'm I'm driving. front blowing. I'm driving along, and I'm almost there. I'm I'm starting to like kind of you know get a little more calm. It's everything's gonna be fine, and it happens. I ran out of gas. And I, you know, it kind of, wow. Because it's like the stuttering thing. And I was able to, like, I was in the left lane. I was able to, like, put my blinker on and get over kind of half on the shoulder, half into the the West Texas desert. And I, and I was it. I stopped. And I was just, I was thinking, now what? Now, so so a lot of things to break down here. One is just that, that feeling that you have when you're not sure if you're going to make it. It's such like a a unique feeling like I I was trying to think what other feeling is that like you know like when you're on Hmm. e you're not you're not sure if you're gonna make it you kind of you're kind of scared you're kind of anxious but you're kind of kind of confident that surely I'm gonna make you know like yeah I was trying to think of another like a a parallel situation that you would have that feeling I couldn't think of one
0: I don't think there is I think that's a unique probably feeling the Running out of gas. Is this the first time you've ever run out of gas? Yes.
1: Yes. And I'm 34 years old. It's the first time it's ever happened. I will applaud
0: you because uh, I've never run out of gas before. I've come really, really close. Uh, Here's my quick story about that.
1: Yeah. Well, that was my one of my questions was going to be, has this ever happened to you?
0: Uh, I feel like I have uh, the Hanukkah gasoline story. Like I had just enough gas for one night and then I managed to straight, stretch eight nights and it's a miracle. <laughs> so when I was in college, I got a – my D- – I got a job station.
1: DWI. Oh, not a DWI. Okay, I'm sorry. No, I did not get a DWI mark, idiot.
0: <laughs> uh so I'm I'm working at a TV station. So I'm working, you know, a lot of hours, you know, 30 or 40. And on in West Texas on Friday nights in football season, that's a really huge day. You can't miss. It's a you know it's a that's the big work day because there's high school football is huge. Well, a bunch of my friends are going out to another friend. They have like a uh, a family ranch in Lawn, which is what 20 minutes north of Owings, thereabouts, something like that. Okay. And so. Uh, The plan is, hey, I'll meet you guys out there. You know they're going to be out there all night. I'll meet you out there when I'm done. I'll leave, you know, the station probably like eleven thirty or so. So I'm driving on the way out there, and I don't know. It's been so long, I don't remember if I. uh, I, Okay, there's a gas station right as you exit, kind of out of the city, to go on this kind of country road out there. And I'm like, oh, I'll just stop there and fill up the gas. Uh, Well, it's closed, and I was like, you know, for the night. Just weird. I was like, "Oh crap!" Well, uh, I, I've got. I'm good to go out there. I'm sure there. I'll pass something on the way out there. Yeah. Well, there's nothing on the way out there. That was the last stop. Well, I get out to the ranch and I can't. It's huge. It's dark, and I can't find them. And so I start freaking out. If you know me, I panic if I get lost because I have this. Oh my God, is, this is where I'm going to die. No one's ever <laughs> going to
1: find me. Oh God. Ah!
0: So I mander about the property in my truck for probably 20 minutes and I'm like, oh my God, I got I to gotta, I gotta go. I'm going to run. I got on here. So I get back out and the, the f- low fuel light pops on uh, before I even made it to the ranch. So it's been on for, you know, for like 10 miles yeah. at least. And I don't know how long it's going to stay on. Well, I. Uh, I'm going a different way. It's like, okay, if I go this way, then I know there's a gas station right here over by uh, Abilene Regional Hospital. I know th- I'll, I'll get to that one right there. Well, that one's closed too. And I'm like, oh, crap, oh, crap, oh, crap. Oh, crap, oh <laughs> <out of> gas. <laughs> and uh, I managed to just drag it in. And this is the closest I've ever come. Uh, I, I managed to get it to finally find a gas station. I cannot believe I didn't run out of gas. And like uh, my, my gas tank held like 20... I don't know, 20 gallons of gas. And, like and I 19. filled up with 9. like... Twenty point five. Like oh, uh, I have no idea how the fumes got me there. <laughs> like I have my air conditioner off. Yeah,
1: I, had, trying, I did that. I have a,
0: it's a manual transmission. I'm trying to like co- like coast it in neutral downhills so that yeah. I'm not touching the gas whatsoever. I'm driving like 40 miles an hour. That had to have been the difference. But yeah, I, I that's had the, closest the I've ever
1: been. I had the air conditioner off, and it's 100 degrees. So within like 30 seconds of the air, AC being off, I'm just a sweaty mess. You know. Yeah. But there there was another that reminded me of something. Like last summer. We left all our kids at my in-laws in Georgetown, which is about 30 miles north of Austin. And we were we flew out of the Austin airport to fly up to New York to see my brother. And there's like from from their house to this tollway that goes straight down basically to the airport is there's like five gas stations. And so we were on like E like the low fuel light was on. And I was like, well, we'll just. I can just do it in the morning. We're going to pass like five gas stations before we even get to the highway. Well, once you get to the highway, it's like it's out east of Austin. There's nothing out yeah. there. And uh, and it, I didn't I didn't think it through. And it was like, you know, we were driving to the airport at like five in the morning. Well, I pulled into the first one. And it's, you know, a lot of times, even if they're closed, it's like the pay at the pump thing is uh, is working. Like you can still get gas.
0: Yeah, I wonder what the rule is on that.
1: Yeah, well, I so I pull in. First one's closed. Second one's closed. Third one's closed. So not only are we are we fighting that about to run out of gas feeling, we're also fighting the we're going to be late. Feeling. We're going to be late to the airport feeling. That oh. was that was an intense. And Jen had to pee, and I was like, "We're not stopping to pee. We can't stop. You're just gonna have to go in a cup." You're like it was <laughs> it, <laughs> it was crazy. So anyway, so I guess and so breaking it all down and to wrap to wrap it up, I I think that like. You know, we we made the same journey yesterday with with the family. Well, I stopped before we even got on the highway and filled up with gas. Like if the family's with you, it's like you have this sense of, okay, I'm, you know, I'm the the director of this ship and the family and I'm going to make sure and I'm going to get gas. But I guess because, is that what you think? Is that like because I was by myself? I was just like, eh, I'll get gas later and just didn't even think about it.
0: I don't know. And I don't know what always compels me. Not always, but some. Ah, I'll fill up later. I'll fill up later. You have to do it anyway.
1: Yeah, just stop. like
0: why don't you just stop and do it right no. there. Anyway. But, uh, that, that's always kind of boggled my mind why I do that. So, like now, now I'm in a – like I fill up every single Wednesday because I really don't want to stop on the way to work or yeah. on the way home from work. Because on the way home from work, I just want to get home. Right. And on the way to work,
1: You're uh, traffic might be yeah.
0: uh, you know unpredictable. So I fill up with gas every Wednesday so that uh, I always know because I'm a nerd and I overplan.
1: So what we're gonna do, uh, just like we did with the cargo shorts, I'm gonna post a picture of my truck stalled out on the side of I-20, and then and then the the you will you the listener will tell us your ran out of gas stories. Okay. How About that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 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 Ah, that's humans being humans. Now it is time for the simium Tip of the Week. Something you can start doing today to become a more healthy human. And this fill up your
0: tank with gas. Right yeah.
1: Don't You're be don't idiot. be an idiot. Oh well. Then I I send like the this group text not not our group text this other group. I couldn't send it to you because I wanted to tell you about it. So I sent it this other group text, and one of these younger guys with no kids, you know, is like, "How can you run out of gas in 2015, you idiot?" And I was like. What? Why does it matter what year it is? Running out of gas is a stupid... Yeah,
0: I was going to say, do we yeah. have like some advanced technology now where yeah. a phone will fill your car up with gas? Yeah, it's like... I wh- can understand like getting lost in a major area yeah. because we all have the Google Maps on our phone, but like... Uh, yeah, why do you get twenty fifteen? The gas mileage standards have been gov- yeah. approved by the government for you know for ten years. I,
1: I, yeah. So my response was, running out of gas is a dumb thing to do in nineteen sixty five. Like there's yes, no. Yes, uh, it's
0: universally. Yeah, stupid. it's
1: stupid. So from I've already far. acknowledged that. So anyway, um, all right. Okay. So now is here a is the tip. This comes tip. from Eric Greetens from the Heart and the Fist. And uh, here we go. I'm going to read <sighs> this quote. That's what I'm going to.
0: St- Avoid yeah. trying to make a joke here.
1: Each man quits for his own reasons, and it might be foolish to even attempt any general explanation. But if men were willing to train for months before ever joining the navy, and then they were willing to enlist in the United States Navy and spend months in a boot camp and months in a specialized training before they came to Buds, which is like this Navy SEAL deal, like the getting in, and if they were yeah. and if they were willing to subject themselves to the test of Buds and endure all of the pain and cold and trial that they had already endured up to this point. Then it seems reasonable to ask, why did they quit now? They quit, I believe, because they allowed their fear to overwhelm them. As the sun went down and the thoughts of what was to come grew stronger and stronger, they focused on all of the pain that they thought they might have to endure and how difficult it might be. They were standing on the beach, perfectly at ease, reasonably warm, but they thought that they might be very cold and very pained, and they thought that they might not be able to make it. Their fear built and built and built. The mind looked for a release, and the men who quit found the release in the bell.
0: I've often heard that kind of uh, sentiment from some of my military friends, some of them especially that were in. You know, I've had the privilege of working with you know army rangers and 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 navy SEALs before, and they often have the same sentiment. The only way you can survive that is to live minute by minute right. and and put off what your mind automatically tries to do, and that's look into the future. You ha- it's a constant you're trying to to stop thinking towards that and try just right now just survive this minute and then when I've survived this 160 second period then I'm gonna survive the next minute and you're just thinking minute by minute uh, because they'll all tell you there's not anybody that shows up for Ranger school or uh, or buds that isn't in the top 1% right. fitness wise you're not gonna have anybody show up that is not physically able to complete that training yeah. or that uh, that thing it just they won't it just doesn't happen. What happens is it's – and it's not even – and they'll. I've also heard this universally from those guys. It's not about, oh, well, we're going to see how fast you can run and we're going to make you run faster and push harder. It's not about physical at all. In fact, because they all – if it was just about physical, well, though you would just sign up and, all right, you, you're, you're, we'll take you. It's about uh, seeing the mental uh, – who can play the mental games, who can play – Uh, who can uh, sustain the most uh, mental trauma and uh, and survive that. So I think that's really good sage advice is that when you're going through something that's difficult or you're about to go through something that's difficult, put yourself in survival mode. Just I'm going to do right now. And how this applies to our regular life, I'm I'm running off at the mouth here. I hope I'm not cutting you off, but this is something that's really important to me. My wife is not as we all know, she's in grad school, and she's also working, and uh, that can be a really difficult uh, thing to do, especially right now during the summertime, because she's doing summer classes, which are even more accelerated, and uh, her... She has a tendency to look forward to the future and be like, oh, my God, October is going to suck. November is going to suck. December is going to suck. My whole life is going to suck in the next year. And I try to tell, hey, just let's talk about Tuesday. Let's talk about and then tomorrow we'll talk about Wednesday. And I'll help you in any way that we can. But there's no sense worrying about two weeks from now because all you're doing is borrowing trouble. Uh, It's never going to be as bad as you think it is. Very rarely in my experience has something ever been as bad as you think it's going to be.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And it's yeah. So like that, sort of like live in the now, like uh, take one step at a time is sort of like wrapping that up. But um, another way I hate I,
0: to cliche it like that, but really it is true.
1: Yeah. And one thing I, that there's a meditation tie in here because, you know, meditation is all about focusing on the present because the mind will go one of two places if you just let it be mindless. And that is the future or the past. Mm. And and so it's like so that that can sort of relate to just your everyday life and it sort of Okay, you don't know what bridge you're going to come to next, but when you get to that bridge, figure figure out how to cross that bridge. You don't know which bridge is in the future. You don't know what's on the other side of the bridge necessarily. Just focus on crossing the bridge that's in front of you, and then we'll deal with you know, um, uh, like I've got a, well, anyway, I won't, I won't tell that story. I'll well, meditation is
0: a pr- is practice for that right? because right. you can't do something unless you've practiced for it. Yeah. And so you can't reasonably assume that like, okay, well I'll stop worrying about the future and I'll just worry about the present if you're not practicing on that. So that's another reason we talk about medica- med- medication, medication, meditation a couple episodes ago. I think it was the, the, the tip of the week. Well, takes, you know, you can devote two to five minutes a day to it and that's the way that you'll mentally prepare yourself for when troubling times are here because we all have giant stressors in our life we all go through troubling times this is the way that you prepare for that It's the same way as if you're going to run a marathon you're going to prepare by running ahead of time you know so there you go
1: there it is tip of the week all right um coming up next time is john baylor super excited about that a lot of cool stuff coming up uh, Absolutely. Find us online at simplyhumanlifestyle.com dot com. Like us on Facebook. Uh, subscribe on YouTube. Uh, follow me on Twitter and Instagram at simplyhuman fifty two. We mentioned the affiliate links on our website. The Primal Professional is the shoe, the dress shoe with a zero drop, and the multivitamin nutrients and the Skinny Fat, uh, which is all good stuff. I don't, I don't say anything on this show that I don't use myself, and I'm not behind, and would use anyway. Um, so please leave us a review on iTunes, good or bad. We've, we're up over 100 reviews, which is kind of exciting. Um and uh, share us on Facebook share things that yeah, I. yeah the share Twitter. is
0: big like yeah. let your friends know because everyone is always looking for ways to live life better and live life optimally and we feel like what we do is helps people do that so that's how we get the word out you tell your friends your friends tell their friends your friends friends tell their friends and friends and yada yada friends and, friends so
1: and just also really quickly um, we've had a lot of people lately just reaching out saying thanks and so really appreciate everybody that has reached out to us we try to get I, back we to really everybody. love Feedback, so, and I'm doing like a 30-minute. They're free right now. Uh, Skype video consults. If you want to do a movement assessment or just talk about a training program, um, I may start. Uh, they're, they're they're kind of piling up on me. I might start charging. I don't know, 30 or 40 bucks for the for a half hour. So until I do that, they're still free until otherwise noted. Uh, so email me, and uh, we can maybe set up a uh, a Skype consult. So, and
0: even when you do start charging for them, I mean. Cheaper than you'll get a consult yeah. with a personal trainer, for sure.
1: For sure. And oh, I don't yeah. know how much.
0: I mean, those are what personal trainers are yeah. like—hundred twenty bucks an hour. Yeah, uh, something
1: like that. Yeah,
0: yeah so I mean, it's cheaper more. than that. And Mark knows what he's talking about. So there
1: you go. All right. Well, that's going to do it for this edition of the Simple Human Podcast.
0: And remember, John Smith. Uh, fake, that's, name. fake name. That's fake name. That's a fake name. Fake name. You know what? A <laughs> uh, name. All a name is is a social construct.
1: So until next time, enjoy yourself.